Hey everybody, Jim here to remind everybody that this is an annuals week at DC Comics, and because of that, the regular podcast is a Patreon-only show. So if you want to listen to our regular show episode 470, that is Patreon-only this week, and you can go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and listen to that and a bunch of other things for as low as a dollar. You can pick other levels. The more you go up, the more podcasts you get, all the way up to the badass level. Up to get fresh crew, where you get to pick what we do, especially for our weekly spotlight show. So usually when we have this week, I don't like to leave the feed barren and clear. I like to put up something that will show you a little bit of a smidgen of what else we do on the Patreon. So. I'm going to put up a badass Patreon spotlight show that we ended up doing at the beginning of January. This is our show that we did Lazarus Planet Alpha number one and the Flash number 790 kind of ties in well with our Patreon only show this week where we did have the Lazarus Planet tie in and also the one minute war special. So this gives you a little taste of this. This is what we do each and every week on the feed. They come out Thursday night, but you're going to get a little taste of that this is about an hour and 45 minutes long so you see we put a little bit of effort have some fun with it but if you like what you hear and want to get involved even because of that just go over to patreon.com slash weird science i'll have that in the show notes a clickable link if that's where your listening allows that you can boom 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 go over and then you can see and get a ton of podcasts but thanks for letting me jump on here i hope that you enjoy this spotlight and me and eric will be back next week with the episode 471 on this regular feed so thanks everybody and i'll talk to you later enjoy the show are you weirdos in gfc we are here to talk about dc eric likes to call dc the big d we are here to talk about the big D, about the big D, about the big D, about the big D, we are here to talk about the big D. Do you miss a cellar dweller? Would you like us to assign someone to dwell in your cellar? Excuse me. What? Excuse me. Underwear. What is he doing sitting down? He should be horizontal now. All day long, Eric. The spotlight, you and that big D. You cannot Why should I be horizontal now? Well, because it's time to get busy, my friend. <laughs> this is what happens there. I mean, seriously. Look at Eric over there playing with his toys and his underwear. What are You're you doing in- sitting there? You should be horizontal now. Yeah, you should. What do you do sitting down? You should be horizontal now. You lay down and get those pants off, Eric. That's what it's saying. If you need I'm me to come underwear. over and explain it to you. Uh, and maybe Jess would like that. I will. I'll come over. That will be my duty I'm going to for HR. the night. Oh, the weird science. <laughs> <HR>. <laughs> this is crazy. It's weird. 
Yeah, you realize that's me. <laughs> you come in, I'm wearing glasses. I'm going to punch you in the face. What would you like to talk about today? Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, I'd be like, oh, you again. <laughs> I'd be like, wait a second here. Well, actually, there is a thing outside thing of my is, You HR keep going with this like I don't know, but I don't fall for it. Well, you do because you're not allowed to wear glasses inside the HR department. I have a thing. No glasses allowed. You come in and I just I disguise my voice. You can't tell. I'm, hello there. Sir, what's going on? Do you well, have problems? Of course I know. Everything's a cockney accent. Do you have any problems here with the employees? Right? And then you say, well, I do. The show. Who's this gym guy? <laughs> yes, Eric, I he win. sounds handsome and tall. I win. At- <laughs> you mean that six foot five handsome guy, huh? See, there no. you go. And then I come out in stilts with a big trench coat on. Hey, are you meaning me? Oh, wait a minute. I have to change my voice now. Hello, love. Is that me you're talking about? I don't get handsy. There you go. And scene. Eric, I ended up looking at some uh, podcasts that we had. Uh, We'll have an email this week from Batman Beyond Mark about the longest show and whatnot. And one of the longest shows, it might be the longest show, had worrisome Williams on it. <laughs> it was just worrisome Williams, huh? <laughs> it was just making me laugh. Oh, boy, oh, oh my! my. Oh, worrisome Williams. That guy had problems. He was always worried. I don't know why, but he was. And speaking of being worried, Eric, I'm worried about what people are going to think of us after this spotlight because I think it's one of those things. To me, and you don't necessarily review things on the site anymore, right? Uh-huh. And so. Most of the books we don't read until we're going to review them. So we see some people, I'm in the Slack, and I see some people commenting on all these things. They ask me about it, and I say, yeah, I'm not going to read that until later. And I so avoid all of it. I end up getting the hype, the hype of the issues, right? And I see Gabe on the site, Gabe Lazarus, Planet Alpha Number 1, a 9.5. So nice. I'm like, all right. So that probably means around a 7 for the, you know, the same people in the world, right? But also the idea Thank that, God oh, man. for Gabe to make DC think that we're still hype people. <laughs> I know. Well, there you go. But no, I, I'm just joking about that. But when I saw that, I'm yeah. like, oh, Gabe really liked it. That yeah. starts hyping me up. And then I hear a lot of people like, oh, my God, this Lazarus planet, this has got me so fired. And this, I'm telling everybody, this isn't a thing where I'm like, oh, these jerks, what do they? No, I'm getting excited because I want us to have something to be excited about. Oh, it is a rock right gets, now. That gets everybody involved. That's what we want. I mean, it it helps us when you have some good events, and this is the big thing now. I think that this has been the big thing being pushed for the last couple months while Dark Crisis got pushed to the the side. The thing is, it's it's this thing that's supposed to be the next big thing. For me, it's a stepping stone to the dawn of the DCU, which I actually care about, but I have to deal with Lazarus Planet first, and it has been doing this hype thing for like a pseudo-hype thing for a little while now because – with all the story going into Lazarus Planet Alpha, we have all the story that took place in the Monkey Prince, like prologues going into the Monkey Prince. We had the all the world's finest stuff. We had Batman versus Robin. We even had elements of the the Robin book itself. All of these stories leading to this one thing, and now we're here for the big main event. I'm like, how is it? I don't feel like I know what's going on. I know. Did you say monkey? <laughs> See, well, that was pretty good. That was live there. That's <laughs> live monkey sounds. Uh, my whole big thing is, and I even laughed at myself, Eric, because a lot of people were talking <laughs> about Josh. Yeah, really. People were talking about Joshua Williamson and how he can't end the story. And then it dawned on me while I was reading this time, like, 
you know what? This is kind of Mark Wade finishing up a bunch of Joshua Williamson stuff. So maybe there is something to that. Maybe this is because, again, I thought, oh, my God, everybody's loving this. This is going to be great. Of course, right before I started reading, I did get a message on Twitter. I got a DM from Andrew in Belfast who pretty much, you know, deflated the, the sales a bit because he ends up where I get this thing and he's like, did you read Lazarus Planet? I hated it. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I jumped in. I don't hate it. I, I think that both these, Lazarus Planet Alpha Number 1 and The Flash, they're both just set up. Deflated the sales. Yeah, deflated the sales. I knew you were going to say something about now, that. Now, I, I, I'm thinking this. I was waiting for you to come up, like, tell me what the rest of the story is because I had no idea what you meant by this. I'm like, yeah, the no. book sales? I, they <sighs> de- no, they deflated like a Are like going little, down and The <laughs> wind was in the sales, and then when it came up, the deflation of the sales when they go flat. You, I'm no wordsmith either. I'm just sitting here trying to understand what the hell you're talking about. Oh, I'm, man, I'm he mi- came in and deflated the sales. I'm up. All right, I'll let him cook a little bit here. We'll see what's going on. I meant like, you know, I'm on the boat. The sail's going. Everything's you know, going great. We're heading to the new world. We're going to get those spices, boat. right? We're heading there. All them spices so we can put it on the rancid meat. All that. Eric. All of a sudden, they were deflated. We were stuck in the middle of the ocean. Me, you, and oh, Columbus no. sailing three. Uh, but yes, uh, probably. But I don't know. You're a bigger guy. We could fight it out, but there'd be more meat on your bones, I would believe. And I don't want to hear any fat jokes. What are you talking about? Uh, I've had problems. I just ended up uh, having a problem recently. I had this ramen that I really like, that spicy-ass ramen. It has a ton of sodium, which I'm not supposed to eat, right? And I ended up eating it the other day. I'm telling you. My ankle and my it it ballooned. No, no, they're called so did, cankles. And so did my well, my whole foot. If you would, if I would have showed it to you, you would have freaked out. And my hand, diabetes, diabetes. And I, now I looked, and it's oh, it's oh, oh, it's diabetes. from the, it's from me not drinking a lot of water and the sodium. So uh-huh. I had some issues. So I got to watch myself. Kind Good of old webmd. I said I can only be that that you know lucky. Oh, it was weird. Uh, but all that deflated sales. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of went into this wanting to get excited about both of these books. And Obviously. I saw people like, oh, man, I was looking more forward to The Flash, but ooh, that Lazarus Planet. And then when I read it, I just I don't have a, a big feeling about it either way right now. I'm just kind of there. And I know that what you said, everybody should use your kind of way of things. It's just a stepping because all these things are stepping stones. They never oh, yeah. end. You only have at the end, oh, wait till you see this. Wait till you get to there. But really what we want is this whole dawn of DC. This Give is the me big the deal. way that the, the, like, the new direction that DC comes going with all of these new number ones coming out with characters that I want to love. And like I'm saying, I do love and I want to love this series. And I hope all the great things with DC comes in 2023. But at this point in time, the premise alone of Lazarus Planet makes me think, well, I'm here. I might as well read it and wait for the good stuff to come out. I mean, when I'm reading it, it does really remind me of, okay, you got the Flash Storm, the Speed Force Storm going here. Oh, yeah. You got this, you got that. It it really ties into stuff like the JLD book and the Upside Down. Upside Down, man. Magic is wonky again. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it it does it in a way that it kind of disguises some of the things. But at the end, it really did feel like that JLD magic is wonky. And I, agree. I don't know. At the end, and you've told me that before. That was more of your thing. I'm not going to steal your thunder. You can there, steal it, fine. Well, there you go. But in that, I, I just, it's weird. I'm, I'm looking forward to it continuing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
I just I wanted to be more excited as we're going. Here are the credits, though, as we jump into it. And I say all this, and I don't think we're going to be overly negative about it. I just I wanted see. more. I want it more, and I'll tell positivity. you, there's things in Flash where I said right away, the first thing I said when we got on with, I said, man, I wanted that barbecue, but I wanted more of it. Like, that wasn't exactly what I wanted from that barbecue. On we the get flash, back to it. But we it's got only a minute it. So, yes, well, it's all frozen, but they're really not. But Lazarus Planet Alpha Number 1, written by Mark Wade, art by Ricardo Frederici, Brad Anderson, Steve Wands. That's the main story. You have a Gene Luen Yang. Backup that we'll get to obviously crazy second Eric and yeah that was crazy and so when you get into it's a, this it's a, it's a it's a prequel to Monkey Prince number zero in the backup of freaking you know, Lazarus so Planet Alpha number one and my head was spinning it really was and I think that it's pretty much in my mind it's taking you know this idea that not many people read Monkey Prince so we'll just tell this here. But it's going to screw you up in your head a bit if you read all the other things. But when you get into this, I said right away, I got into Slack, and I know that everybody is going to disagree with me. I know it. I, I had, But I don't like Frederici's art. I've always said that. I've never liked it since we even had him back at a points when he filled in at points on Aquaman. I think it was with me, you, and Reggie. And I said, I don't really like this art. And then especially in the War World stuff. I don't know that he... Gives a consistent character throughout. I think things change a bit. They end up, and it's one of those where it it will. When you get the magic stuff, that's that's where it works in my mind. But just regular superheroing things, I think that it comes off a little scratchy, a little well, you know that, line heavy. Eric, right? You know, like we are dealing with a medium that is static. It's panel by panel showing us progression. But for some reason, the way the Federicis are here is doing this. It comes off. Just like, you know, just completely static for how it is. It just doesn't have any feel like, you know, no momentum, no motion to it as you go panel to panel because of how big things are at times. Like, here's a close-up of Damian Wayne's face, and then here's a giant, like, you know, Tower of Fate. It seems like snapshots telling a story. And I know, I know, that's what comics are. But there is a way in everything that we deal with where you have a progression, a motion that feels natural and good. And this, I'm telling you, it looks good, but for the way that's the progression my, my works, play. it yeah. doesn't flow very well to me. Well, here's, here's, because like you said, when I start trying to explain myself, I end up running into brick walls like you are. Like you're saying, it's static, but it is. It's a static medium. Yeah. So when I say some of the panels look great, but they don't because the, the flow isn't there. And panel to panel, there are things that, like, you end up seeing them climbing up the mountain. Batman's there, Supergirl's flying, and it looks awesome, but not for the comic. It, it just it doesn't have that momentum. Like you said, it doesn't have that flow. It doesn't have that over-the-top energy, even as you see things blowing up. Well, I'm telling you, I'm looking at a panel right now of Supergirl and Power Girl stopping, you know, Damian Wayne and the rest of our Bat family's jet from crashing right now. Like, it's crashing. They're stopping it. And it just looks kind of scratchy. And I'm like, what would this look like with a clear design of bright-ass colors and not this over, like, saturated kind of dark look to it? And, like, it might be really cool, but right now it's just, Supergirl kind of looks weird with her dark mm. face here. And I, I don't I, know how to, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. And that's my whole point. Now, one of the things I think, and uh, this is a guess, I think that it might look better on paper. I think that if you got the issue, I think that because when I am reading, I first off, I have to zoom in. 
you know, I'm I'm getting blind in my old age, uh-huh. and you have to as well. You do the zooming in. I don't know. The, the art falls apart the more you zoom in. It really does because then you start seeing the light. Like it, it's just a weird. Thing. I just but, know that I would hold a book closer to my face than I would my screen. <laughs> well, I'm telling you though, but the book is getting closer, but the image is staying the same. When you actually then zoom in and, and enlarge the deal. It kind of goes, I, I always have mine at 125%. On my tablet, I don't. But when I'm doing this, I end up getting it a little that bigger. Keep but your mood. Still there with it. Uh, it's The art isn't horrible. No, it, it's It doesn't not. ruin the issue. It just, I always feel like, yeah, like you said, like, man, this would look better this way or what. But the characters all have that look. They look, it looks epic. It just does not flow like a comic book in my mind. But you end up having this where there is Damian Wayne. He's with Talia, Batman, Black Alice. They, they're coming off of Lazarus Planet, where yeah, and Lazarus, Lazarus Island. Island yeah. When they end up trying to escape, as the volcano exploded, they don't know what's going on. They're and trying this to get magical a plan. Lazarus volcano has now created freaking magical storms across the world. All it's all hands on deck. Like you know, Supergirl's getting a hold of all of heroes from the Hall of Justice. We need to deal with this because we've got supercharged weather conditions created by a mysterious magical rain and they're blanketing the earth creating life-threatening damage with typhoons tornadoes and level five thunderstorms so we have all of this all over the world from that are one there tsunamis anywhere do you think there might do you be think some there's tsunamis a tsunami? on top of the tornadoes there might be <laughs> there just might be i'll tell you right away though my issue and we all heard about what this was about you end up having the Lazarus planet and it's going to be these storms That end up making people who aren't storms, Meta meta this, and things like that And again I'm waiting for but that I want more of happen that. That's yet, what I'm saying yeah I'm saying that we don't even know what's going on at this point In time because we're just trying to like you know relapse After everything we just dealt with in Batman versus Robin Because right now on top of all Of these you know tsunamis And tornadoes going on across the world These magical supercharged Because the rains Magical energies seem to be overloading technology in many areas. So on top of this Lazarus rain raining down all over the world at once from this one volcano over here causing all those problems we just said. I don't want to keep saying those words, but it's it's a it's making magic wonky and it's also making technology wonky. And so now we just have the idea where anything you want to do or not do, you just say because Lazarus rain. And I hate that idea. Just this overall blanket thing that says oh no this doesn't work this way or okay do whatever we want over here because this one like thing we just created right here that doesn't make sense and it doesn't matter though yeah now my problem when i say that we don't get much of it obviously they're they're reacting to it as it goes but we do get one thing we get supergirl who starts talking about her powers but it's in a vague way now i ask you that uh, what's going on with power girl what's going on with all the other you know even magical characters that they seem to not say anything about being affected by it at all. It's just Supergirl who says my powers are backwards, upside down, and that really doesn't make any sense. Now to the me. sunlight drains my powers, and also Kryptonians aren't great against magic. But I'm like, you said your powers are flipped, turned upside down. So does that mean that you're strong now? Because even when we have this progression go on, where all of a sudden magic is affecting her by like the the silver horn king or devil, I forget which one it is, but you have it going. It's making her feel the fear real bad. She's feeling that fear, Jim. She can't get a hold of herself. And then she does, does a little clap, and we take it out. Her powers are fine in this moment, but she's affected by the fear, so the magic is affecting her. But I have no idea what any of this means, because even when we have Mary Marvel here do a big old Shazam to break a hole into the power of fate, oh, that one's going to hurt me. That one hurt real bad. I'm like, 
I don't understand how anybody's powers work right now. I just know the cyborg's powers aren't working great. The scarab's powers aren't working great. But to what degree? Because they don't even know themselves. It's just something that says that, hey, all them super powerful characters we have can solve this and they're like, nope, time flat. Yeah, that rain dud fucked them up a little bit, huh? Yeah, and, and the weird play is, like you said, I, I thought we'd get more of an idea of how the powers are being affected. Not just Supergirl. Like I said, Power Girl's right there with her. Like, what's happening with her? Why isn't and I even got the idea that there was a wonky play here of like, are we gonna start saying that the meta that it's magic? Because it seemed like the idea of pushing the effect and saying like of Supergirl though, like you're only mentioning tech and magic, and then all of a sudden Supergirl all my powers were upside down. That seemed to be a fudge. Turn upside down. Yeah, to be it's like Bill Bip DeVoe. Uh rub it down. Hey, you end up where Supergirl though. It almost felt like it was a fudging of the things because they're like, well, you shouldn't have powers anymore. It's dark. And she goes, oh, no, no, it's opposite now. And this is the problem. It's opposite you day. Do, you run into opposite day problem because once you have opposite day and you start going, then you start wondering, wait a second, you didn't say opposite. And then you start arguing because when she says everything's flipped on upside down, then she talks about magic. Does that mean that magic now she's not? I know. And that's weird because right after she says, my powers are kind of reversed, uh, but we're vulnerable to like magic. needs to go to Earth 3 now and hang out with Ultraman who has the reverse powers like that. Is Kryptonite going to supercharge your powers like Ultraman? And then because he comes here upside down? and now he's good. <laughs> so you end up where they end, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And I do like some of the things where. Hey, we got to, you know, convene at the Hall of Justice. We have to figure this all out. And it's pretty much there is no, you know, Justice League now. There's a lot of ragtag bunch of heroes. They even say it makes sense because people are dealing dealing with their own thing and whatnot. And it's funny where you have Supergirl talking about that. And I'm like, where were you at the beginning of Dark Crisis? You seem to have a head on your shoulders here. John's putting together these wacky teams and stuff. But you have some nice moments. I just ended up by the oh, end. Oh, well, Monkey Prince talking to um, Black Alice and talking her down. It is a bit of a re- It's a way to slow things down from all this action with our two teams splitting up the different things. Not even two teams because we got to, like, you know, save anybody we can from the magical tsunamis and whatnot. But we have to get a whole. We have to go find the Devil Nassau. We have to go break into the. Uh, the T- Tower of Fate, and we also have another team that's sitting back at, you know, HQ right now so Damian Wayne can put together a plan and stuff like that. We have a lot of stuff going on in this book. When you take the moment to slow down with Monkey Prince just talking to Black Alice and just showing, like, he's a, you know, Marcus Sun's actually a nice guy, even in his Monkey Prince form. He's willing to be nice to her and stuff like that. It's a bit slowed down, but it's also there for anybody who didn't read the 10 jillion books that led up to this that were also confusing to let you know what's been going on. Oh, Black Alice. I heard they done made you take your powers from these magical artifacts and put it over here. That's crazy, right? Yeah, hey, that's how crazy. You must about how he feels, huh, girl? <laughs> if you ever need to talk, girl, I'll be here. But I like girl, that part. Girl. Actually, I, I like the idea of having that personal deal with Monkey Prince and showing that he is a nice guy because a lot of people didn't read Monkey Prince. So well, it's not even that because in. usually Monkey Prince is kind of a jerk in this form. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has matured a little in this. A I do bit. love the idea. If you haven't been reading Monkey Prince, we're talking about Marcus. Like, oh, you won't know him, but Jesus Christ, if you didn't read that, all of a sudden you get, the, you know, all these different characters from that book just thrown at you. Well, out of and nowhere, we had that anthology style story where you have 12 issues. Every four issues, we move to a new city and just do Monkey Prince Origins. Issue number nine, our asses get the Metropolis and it's all hands on deck for Lazarus Planet. Everything's important now from issue number nine. I don't think, as I said, we have that because we have the 
civil horn demon and stuff like that. We have the gold yeah, horn yeah. demon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We but all that build up, that, like, boom. everything just like you know came to a head. Last issue number nine of Monkey Prince really put us in the spotlight here with Martha's son. I'm like. It's just so crazy how that book became important out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's how you do it. <laughs> is it going to be one of those that it didn't, and it didn't sell well. It still isn't. But is it going to be one of those where all of a sudden everybody's reading it in the app or they're getting the trade? I don't know because it becomes very important. Though, if you read this and then go back like, boy, I want to see that Silverhorn King. He looks awesome and menacing. You go back to the monkey prince, he wasn't quite as awesome. Kind of penguin-esque. <laughs> he looks awesome here. Like, that's what I'm saying about the Frederick Yard. That He looks incredible. I mean, there he is, like, looks so good. But it's still just him flexing with lightning behind him. It's not much of a, you know, motion. You don't get that feel of the deal, and it kind of lessens it a bit. But you end up where, as you said, you have part of the team. They're going to go find Nezha. They're going to go and try to get him. Because they need to, you know, pretty much figure out maybe heal Batman with him as well. There's well, some yeah, crazy that, he stuff was there. like he was like uh, he was hurt before. He's probably going to go for like uh, Rachel Ghoul's personal Lazarus pit to try to heal himself. We also know that the Red Fire King is. Uh, I'm sorry, the Red Fire Bull. I was I'm yeah, King Fireball. It's coming for his ass. Because I told you that's before we started. Last time. You need more of a better flow. Of the main villain. Well, it's King all these Fireball Chinese just, mythology yeah. characters for some reason. I always have a, a hard time remembering the proper words in the proper order, and I have no idea this because we've read all of this. I have read this issue. We talk about these characters in this issue, and I'm still fucking it up. And I'm like, why is this a thing? To this day, I could convince you probably that it's Keenan Kong or Kong Keenan, which is Kong Keenan because of the way well, that Keenan the names Kong was the original way it was said, too. And my brain stuck with that for a long and, time. And then, yeah, and then they ended up changing it because then you ended up at and Gene Luan Yang saying, no, it would actually be that. It, it does get a little wacky. And so when you get into the next part, that backup, then they really throw some names at you that I think are going to go right over some people's heads. But really, if you, go by the, if you go by the big moments here, this is a cool setup. It just there's a lot of things that seem like they don't quite match what we just saw. And Mark Wade's coming in to deal with things from a bunch of different books, not all of them his. And it does feel like some of the things got a little, and some of them are his. And we talked about this, the idea of these magic users, all the magic characters being in the Tower of Fate, they kind of blame, you know, that it wasn't, Bat Batman seemed to send them there. You, you were even well, talking about thing. this beforehand. It's a situation where we have to find all the artifacts that, like, the Devil Nezhad discarded. The, and, like, you know, Damien tells us, look, he discarded all those magical artifacts that he already sucked the power out of over there at the Tower of Fate. So we got to go break in there. And when we eventually do break in there, we have all the people that he sucked off in there as well. Because Batman, with the Helm of Fate, went and put that on. He sent them away. Like, he doesn't know where he sent them. He just knows that the helmet's going to send them to a safe place. Turns out it's the Tower of Fate. Well, we have a whole Sentinels of Magic situation. All the magic users, Devil Nezha, kidnapped and sucked the power out of with Black Alice. And they're just picking up artifacts because they're like, hey, we're awake now. Things are cool. We're going to help your asses. But with magic being wonky, with the Devil Nezha sucking these energies out and putting them in the Helm of Fate, do these have any power now? Because the Helm of Fate was destroyed and it fell like, to pieces and it would fall into a Lazarus pit that's now shooting up into the sky, raining down typhoon, like, you know, tsunamis and tornadoes. Tsunamis. Oh, I really what does that mean? We don't know. It's just a cool page. We see all these magical freaking people with their magical artifacts, but we got the Tower of Fate ship done, but ultimately by the end of this alpha issue, it means nothing to us because we don't know what it means yet. But we have the situation now where 
I swore, at least the way I read it in Batman versus Robin number four, when the helm of fate broke, okay, it landed into the Lazarus pit. And ever since that shit like happened, it seemed like the Lazarus pit was all bubbling. And as the issue progressed, it was getting worse and worse until we eventually had the giant eruption. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of exactly of when the button interacted with the Medusa mask back in the button story and it made what things wonky. That That's what it said. Well, what it made them go to the Flashpoint universe. I'm just saying that interaction, I thought of it as the Lazarus pits being that. Well, here's the play. This is funny, too, because if you're going to play this story out, you can go with a fudge that you didn't like. You have the the helm of fate. That's magic, right? Magic we can agree on that. All the other freak had all, all the other magic exactly. confused all into that it. magic, right? What did Rach then say the Lazarus pits were? He said they were science. Science. Yep. So I thought that maybe that that's why magic and science are going wonky. And now you could still play that. That's game. why Joshua Williamson made that stupid retcon, even though it's infused with demons. Exactly. I think that that's what they're kind of going with. He but also said he just, invented the Lazarus Pits, but they were around before that with the Devil Nets. I think it keeps going. And even then, they but they're playing this idea that, oh, this volcano eruption, I think that's just to make uh, King Firebolt being that much well, that's more the thing. Bad. That's what I, I was mean, getting the idea. The way yeah, I yeah. read the last issue of Batman versus Robin is that the reason that this erupted into this gigantic volcano is because the Hell of Fate broke and landed there. All the magic went wonky. Shit went real. Volcano happens. But in this one, that damn fire, King Fireball will cause that eruption. I'm like, did he? I know he showed up and things got worse Man, when he showed up, but I never read it that way. The, maybe they're saying like it's like one of those down the lane. Like he did this to cause that to cause that. But I think that really what you should be concentrating on, they should spell out, especially if you're going to try to solve this, is the idea that the Helm of Fate shattered and went into yeah. Lazarus Pits. Whoever Thanks did it, whoever have. was the guy who ended up being the you know culprit of it, the, screw that. You need to figure out what that Devil meant Netta. and why that went in. Yeah, so you really, that's what you have to worry about. And like I said, if you're going to go by science, Lazarus Pits, magic, Helm of Fate, that kind of makes sense a bit going. Now, again, I have questions that I'll ask you because we end up, like you said, Batman Right before the big fight, he has the Helm of Fate on, and he wants to protect that. I mean, pretty much it was a dog pile of, of magic uses. They were just laying oh, yeah. there Not on a pile that. in the corner. He ended up looking, and he was telling that the, the – yeah, and that would be, as you, even me and you were discussing this before, that would be the idea that the Helm of Fate would end up sending them to what would be his safe spot, which would yeah. be the Tower. It makes sense, the makes Tower sense. of Fate. Really, yeah. But again, it's like – when you see this and just little things, it's not really affecting the story, but little things just felt off. Like, oh, that's where, you know, they got sent by this. Nothing felt like exactly well, even what when we, we saw. saw the Helm of Fate all those times before Batman put it on and it got bad ears for whatever reason, because, you know, Helm of Fate stuff. We saw all of those figures inside there. Like they were the power, like the Phantom Stranger was trapped inside there. All these people who are magical based themselves feel like they were trapped inside the Helm of Fate. And is it when the Helm of Fate broke that all of the magic was released back out at once, maybe causing the magic to even go wonky because it's all released all at once? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and that's this book, the things that all these me. issues, it refuses to tell me these things. Am I going to be strung along? And, or is it just I something we're going to pass out on? It's like, thing. Eh, we don't need to deal with that shit. Let's just have some big-ass fight scenes. My other big thing, and, and you do, you end up having, you know, like you like, it almost was the Battle of the Green, Eric, but they were kind of combined together. They were on why, the same why side. Why was this not the last three issues of Poison Ivy? Why didn't we have her team up with Swamp Thing and go to freaking, the, to uh, Nandapar, not awesome. Nandapar, but freaking Nepal or something like that to get to uh, Rachel Ghoul's secret lair with his wife? Because they're on the hunt now. The Green has been disturbed. 
Poison Ivy and Swamp Thing are teamed up and they're taking on the Devil Nezha by themselves. I'm like, this is badass. Just this imagine the last issues of freaking Poison imagine Ivy. Imagine this. The idea that I say to you, listen, they extended Poison Ivy six more issues because she's going to team up with Swamp Thing to Do go it, after Doug. Nezha to go to Nanaparbot. You'd be all excited. Instead, yeah. though, we never would have found out that Janet, Shut your she mouth. had a tumor on her shot. liver <laughs> and she needed health care. That's, that's what we got. That is a missed opportunity. A hundred percent missed opportunity. And if you really would have went in with the you idea, you had the and people, time. You had the page space. You could have done this great time. You had the book. I mean, just because there's no Ramby Swamp thing, you had Poison Ivy, and it was leading towards that. You could have easily had this. You had the time. And, swamp thing. There was and, time and even now. if you want to do do a backup as well, that Ramby comes and does a little bit of Swamp Fuck Thing him. backup to get Swamp Thing going. I'm telling you something. Uh, but. What I really want to know is the idea where you really, and this is where I, I kind of have a disconnect with this. You end up where, hey, everybody, magic technology, hey. it's going wonky, right? Crazy. But then suddenly Kryptonian powers are flipped upside down, but yet Power <laughs> Girl seems fine, right? So you have that. But then at the end, after establishing all of that, they seem so pumped up to get these magic users back, but we already said that magic wasn't working. So what does that mean? And I thought to myself, this is how stupid I am. Oh, they're not wet yet from the Lazarus rain. So, so they're good <laughs> they to go. Wet yet. We got to floor play these fuckers up a little bit. You're going to have parasols for each of them. You have somebody holding it going around. There was a Final, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I think had that concept. We can do that. I, I just... There are things in this Powers where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Rain. I sit there like, that's the really rain. cool. And then when I get to the point where I want an explanation, it seems to do the opposite of points. But not, not again, I want to say to everybody who might be listening to mine, I'm not saying that I think this sucks and I, I fuck this. I'm never going to read it. At least I'm not just on confused life. right now. And as it, I hope that people on the Patreon might actually, you know, know kind of RMOs and what we go. You know that it drives me nuts after one issue. I'm already yelling that they're not giving us enough. And then you end up saying it's only the first issue. But I can tell that you even feel that way a bit. It, it, it's because it's not start. just the first issue because we have had all of this lead up all into it. And it feels right now for this alpha issue, this prologue issue to our big story now that's been going on forever, it feels like. Things seem to be changing and I have no idea what's going on in other certain areas. I'm like... I, and I can't trust DC at this point in time to make sure they're going to give me the explanations I need and not just pass past it because they want to get to more action and to some conclusion that is half-baked as all hell. And that's the funny play, as I was going to say to you. Like, Mark Wade, we are enjoying the stuff that he's doing. But I can't say that we're he's really confident that book. that's what I mean. But it's a good, it's a fun story. So I think that this could be a really fun, big, great story. But I think he's going to cut corners he always has he does it all the time he ended up trying to explain on our site about how he that made world's it worse finest continuity he did he made it worse it, it trying to explain right, look, so, the thing is the green lantern hasn't had a fear of like an immunity to yellow for a long time so i didn't want to give him that but it's a post-crisis world i'm like but supergirl's still alive and dick grayson's still mm, robin what yeah the fuck so are you talking it, didn't, about? it didn't make sense and he knows that the guy knows that stuff and he's just He's just trying to force it in, but I think that this could be something really cool. I think uh, I'll tell you right now what is my problem. I hate zero issues and I hate these alpha issues because I end up jumping Wait in. Till the omegas. And, well, 
I, Omega, then you're already, you either liked it or you didn't. You're like, fuck this. But these, it happened with Flashpoint Beyond. We end up getting that zero issue. And I'm like, oh, man. But then when I asked somebody, like, man, didn't you want more? They're like, oh, it's just a zero issue. <laughs> it's like the Alpha issue. This is just putting pieces into place. You are fudging some things. And what was weird is you're fudging some things that Mark Wade himself wrote. I can understand the stuff with, you know, Joshua Williams and the Robin book and things like that. He's going to try to fit it into a story. But some of the stuff felt, felt a little wonky. Nothing. And that's Mark I'm Wade's. I'm still trying to figure out what that demon was that took on Connor no, Hulk after I he know. won the last year's tournament. How that works. I'm telling you, Mark Wade does have what he has is a unique ability to cut corners but still tell a pretty damn good story. He ends up where, yeah, you might get mad. Other people, when they start cutting corners, they're so over the top, and it throws out like a, a Bendis. You know, Bendis would just throw in, we said, every issue he couldn't get out of his own damn way of throwing things, and it would just throw you off. I, I think that Mark Wade's a lot better than that, and I think that when he cuts corners, I can only think that he wants to tell a story that everybody can get involved with, even if they didn't read the other things. He's trying to make things a little more easy to understand he's not going to explain every little detail so saying king fireball who is the big bad did almost all the things we, we okay we'll just go he with it. it we don't have to worry because it really doesn't change anything it just no. felt weird because you feel like that you aren't being given like the the props for having read everything and paying attention <laughs> up to that. you feel like really why did i do well, that just gonna tell me that I thought I was paying attention, and apparently the story wasn't leading me where I was supposed to go and how it was presenting itself. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, King Fireball did it. I'm like, well, why the fuck did I think it was the Broken Helm of Fate? Yeah, I- I'm telling you, seriously, King Fireball hasn't even been that much of a crazy big, uh, you the know, explain thing the in the Monkey Prince book. We we still don't really know. And now he lives a on a fire planet. That's Ooh, not that apocalypse. It pisses me bad off. Now. Yeah, so you, you have some of that stuff in the backup to about finding out how you get the powers and I'm going to eat in the morning and all that stuff. Kind of felt weird attached to this. Well, but it, was, it was just stuff that you had in the regular Monkey Prince of catching things up with the idea of eating a champion, getting immortality from which we had with, you know, the silver horn uh, demon <laughs> stuff like that. You know, what's funny is, and you even said it too, one of the things that does crack me up a bit here is that Marcus in his all ages type book that barely could keep, you know, in the regular continuity, which again, we kind of separate. It was like the old Harley, the Palmiati Connor Harley. It's in its own little pot, but now it's full out and you, you can't have them be so wacky in this. You even said it earlier when he's talking yeah. to Black Alice, the idea where, oh my God, look at that. I don't know which one I like better yet. I actually really like the goofy well, we Marcus. A, yeah, I'm saying Marcus is great, but he doesn't have a lot to do here in the idea where it's like, the well, idea, like, Damien even when, shoots well, him that's down. the thing, it's like, like, Monkey Prince is like, hey, what am I going to do? Like, you ride on a cloud and you fucking break your limbs off. What can you possibly help do to help us at this point in time? It was funny as hell. I mean, Damien's basically saying, you're a goofball. I mean, yeah. seriously, we don't need that. And I like that. And I do like their interaction a lot. What little you get. And even not just personal face-to-face interaction. I do like where Marcus is trying to, He's trying to make Black Alice feel good by saying that Damien isn't Ooh. so much a jerk, but he is, but he is. And it made me Total laugh. Jerk. It, did, it did make me laugh the way that that goes. And I do like Damien stepping up. Also, when you're small oh, like that, I know how it is. Too. I like how he gets up on top of that platform because he's a little guy and he wants to look <laughs> like he's in charge. I do like that. And like even there, the, the art of his cape and all that, that looks great. But. You have them saying, we need this deal. Attention, everyone. We have King Fireball. He's the guy responsible for these. 
uh, there is a way to stop him. And really, it makes sense because Damien, of anybody, has the most interaction with Lazarus Planet, Lazarus, well, Lazarus Island, now Lazarus Planet, and all this stuff going on. I would have liked uh, Monkey Prince to maybe get the to maybe explain a couple little things about this because he would know, but he does he? He's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. I wish he did know more so he could go because everybody's got to be sitting there like. What happened to Detective Chimp over here? Like, the guy looks like he's like a superhero now. Nobody would know him. So I like that. And you get, you know, some cool characters that we don't usually get. Cyborg gets some play. You oh, even Cyborg get, and Blue Beetle teaming you know, Blue, up here. And Blue Devil being there is pretty cool. And I, you know, like, not you a never statue. Would, you know, I mean, seriously, you never would think of a team up of Blue Devil and Supergirl at all. I mean, that's pretty no. crazy. And that's why we like the things. But when they do go off, well, Batman, you have a team up at the end here with Supergirl, Batman, Talia Ghoul, Blue Devil, Swamp Thing, and Poison Ivy taking on the Devil Nest. I'm like, look, I'm not going to say that I understand and like everything you're doing this way, but you have the intrigue because I want to see more of this. I'm just pissed off that we have that big world map where shit's going down, and you have all the different like you know tie-ins that are going to be coming into this for the different stories with the characters and what they're dealing with. None of them have to do with Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy. Like you have this great chance. To have these two characters come here fighting for the green, doing their thing. But we eventually, ultimately, we just have Devil Nessar going down because we need to take his ass down because Batman, he was magically healed by the Lazarus powers of Devil Nessar in the last issue of Batman versus Robin by Black Alice, transferring the magic a little bit. And like, we need to use some of his power to heal because Batman's still all messed up from that big old fight with Damian Wayne and the Devil Nassau because he died at that one point in time. He took a, we even talked about it before how many times Batman did. He died at the end of that issue too. We had to bring his ass back with like, you know, Lazarus magic. Not the fluid because that shit would have boiled his bones to ash, but Lazarus magic with Black House. But now it's like, how are we going to siphon power? What's going to happen? Batman's like, look, no need. And you look over at Batman. His eyes are going green. He has all this black smoke around him. And now he is the devil Batman Nessa with this, you know, he's become a bat demon now from this Lazarus magic. And I'm like, you have this on top of everything else. Does this tie into what happened to Deathstroke in Dark Crisis where he went into the Lazarus pit, came out? And was Seriously, great he looks so bitch. darkness there. I mean, that's what it looks like. It's another thing on top of a lot of other things that it's intriguing. I mean, this is something where of course. this could be all explained and be the greatest but thing ever. Fireball. That's what I'm hoping. But in this issue, I'm just like, huh, like there's a lot going on here and a lot of like, you know, side talk that I don't really, especially Supergirl. It's Supergirl's thing with her. And don't worry about the darkness. Now it's easy. the light takes my pain. I'm like, I don't get it. I please somebody. Should they have to stop and figure this out and let us know what is going on? But that, I mean, that demon Batman looks incredible. It looks like a cover, uh, you know, in interior art. But I feel like again, I've seen that cover. Yeah, and it's like I'm, but yeah, probably with something involving the dark multiverse is what it would be. That would be honestly. They had a lot of covers like asses. this for like Batman: The Dark Knight and the New Fifty Two and stuff like that, or even like you know, there's crazy covers in the regular Batman and the New Fifty Two. Oh, yeah, he's better than ever, Eric. So I, he don't look it. He looks a little odd, but we'll see. Again, Batman can fight the darkness because he learned how from Dick Grayson with the candle. Mm, I broke that shit. Yeah, really. (laughs) He's like, I really can use that candle. Well, everybody else is out there fighting the tornadoes and tsunamis, and we have our teams broken off now, getting everybody out of the Tower of Fate, and our other team taking on the Devil Nesha trying to cure Batman. That left Damien, Black Alice, and Monkey Prince back at HQ. But Damien's left alone in HQ by himself. This girl at the mon- He's on monitor duty, essentially, while this is going on. And King Fireball breaks in. And, like, it looks like he wants to have a standoff with Damien. Like, 
Don't I recognize you from the island, boy? <laughs> you know my name. You Call know me. me. King Fireball. It's just the King Fireball there, and it's like, man, he is the big bad, but now he's just there going after Damien. All right. I like Damien's Justin Bieber hair right before. That looks pretty cool. And uh, yeah, again, though, there you have Black Owls and uh, Monkey Prince there as well. But one thing that did throw me off, and I even saw some people even react to it as well, it says, you know, the war rages across the planet, DC Universe, Lazarus Planet. We'll go through the checklist when we're done this. But it ends up saying, then return to Lazarus Planet Omega to witness Damien's last stand. I'm like, so everything else is going to happen at the exact time of two seconds between these two fighting it out? I need more now. I want to know what happens there. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I like the idea that if you told Damien he was on monitor duty, he it would be like almost <laughs> like janitor or sanitation engineer. He would definitely be something in his mind more. I'm Well, I am the coordinator of this and that. Like, no. You're on monitor duty, but I do like the the whole deal, and that seems pretty cool for Damien to get that. First off, having him in charge, and no, but finally, people they were looking at Batman, but they're not saying it out loud. But finally, Damien's getting some respect. Well, now you have the situation too, well. where King Fireball though is pissed off at his father, your adopted father, like Devil Ness and stuff like that, and now Batman's taken on the appearance ish and like powers of Devil Ness off from what it looks like. So is it smells like him too, right? Probably says oh, yeah, that stank to him. Yeah. But when you ha- when you sit down at this whole thing, is it all going to be like Damien and King Fireball sitting on dads? Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, all of a sudden, I didn't even think of that. Where King Fireball is like, you know my name, call me King Fireball or bro if you want. I mean, seriously, you but know, like, high five. They're both pissed off their fathers all the time. They're just going to bro it out, talk about man. I just uh, get away from my dad. I know, right? Like totally, yeah, he always yeah. wants to control me. Are they smoking pot here? Because it sounds like they're like sitting around smoking pot the way you're explaining this. Are, it depends on what possible? state we're in. Okay, well, we're, we're in Colorado, so they can there, Yes, right? the answer is so, yes. Okay, so they're smoking pot, talking about things. Hey, man, it'd be funny. He's like, hey, man, God, what, do you think, what do you think happens when you die, Damien? He's like, what do you mean? Think I, I did die. Hey, that's, that's Well, your dad takes your body shit. to apocalypse and puts a chaos <laughs> shard in you. Exactly. Then you get superpowers until they go away, and it really pisses you off. One one of my f- favorite things, though, is when Damien's talking to everybody. He's like, ah, oh, even though I'm talking, they're still looking over at my father. And before Batman says, listen to my son, I wanted Damien to say, listen, everybody. He's kind of fucked up over here because of me. So Brain look at damage. me. Like, look at this guy. I kicked his ass. Let's go. Uh, but, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And even when he's there and he's standing tall and proud, looks like he is a little taller, right? And you have the the volcano behind them there. It's like it's like an action movie there. But yeah, and then they end up they have to get into the Tower of Fate and they try to blast it with a bunch of things. We talk about the cyborg. He tries to get in, he can't. Yeah, Blue Beetle, he can't. And then finally Mary ends up doing the Hail Mary deal that works. And when they end up opening it up, that's what got me there though. The idea that all magic is, you know, wonky and whatever. I don't know that me seeing all the magic users back with the, the you know a bunch of the different artifacts means that much at this point because of how magic is. But again, I don't, I don't know what know. it means. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I do like, you know, you get a lot of different. I mean, this is, again, what we like with events and things like that, where I didn't think we'd see Tim Hunter. And that, that's you? not our thing. right? <laughs> Look at that Harry Potter motherfucker. He's there. He's ready, Eric. And you have all these things going down and Zomphir's pan flute right there. Eric. <laughs> You're going to have the Pam flute. I might have to get one for myself. 
as we go forward. But at the end, you end up where, okay, I'm interested. I want to see how things work out. But you have to start getting a little tighter with some of these things and, and start explaining what's happening worldwide. I hope that this doesn't become another one of those stories where we don't really see what's happening in the world. We're just centering on that real focus deal because what are you when talking we about? Told we about big this, world and it said shit's gotten well, real. I see that, but I'm saying if we were told that every people didn't get powers and things, I need to see a little of that to explain what is happening to the walk a day Joes and Janes era. Is this going to be like the, the Terrigen Mist, right? Joes and the Janes. The Terrigen Mist that's going around. Next thing you got them big powers, you're doing crazy shit. But then we have a backup. And the backup, actually, it's it's weird. It's going to be like when we talk about the Flash and that barbecue. The backup gives something that me and you have been wanting, but it gives it in a way that really goes and flies by, and I, I wanted a little more attention to it. But it is uh, Gene Luan Yang writing it in Billy Tim. So you end up getting pretty much the you know creative team and people have been working on some stuff. So when you get into this, though, did you like this backup? Do you think that this is going to confuse people more? Because I think it might. Chinese mythology is not something that I know a great deal about and stuff like that. Ultimately, it's what we, you know, a lot of stuff that we're dealing with the Monkey Prince and the, like, the prequels and prologues of that series, it really did intrigue me, especially when we had the idea that Shifu Pigs is talking about, you know, you know, the devil Nezai and your dad, Monkey Prince, they used to hang out. They used to be like brothers. And we see the idea here where the devil Nezai at one point became a terrible figure that we know him be now, but then they like the gods gave him a sash to allow him to calm himself so he looked like a human being, you know, with what looks like, you know, Chinese god powers and stuff along those lines. And then him and Monkey Prince had to go off and save, you know, a monk and do all these different things. And we had the idea that they like Devil Nezha was worried about the idea, like, is it in my nature to be this terrible, terrible person? Is it the sash itself that is just, like, you know, keeping me prisoner? And Monkey Prince, like, Monkey King's are like, look, you fell off, you became, like, your bad self. But when I told you that, do you want to put it back on? You put it back on. So there's your true nature. That's all you've got to deal with. And we just got to go and take on this King Bull Demon and stuff along those lines, which ultimately takes us back to where we'll be in that Monkey Prince Zero, I believe it was, when we had Darkseid attacking the Chinese gods on this, in the sphere of uh, the gods, stuff along those lines. And we had the situation where King Fireball's parents are killed there. And we will find out here, even though that the Devil Nassau took out the King Bull Demon, he told them, look, if things went bad, because I say took out, but he's going to go off and redeem himself, which he eventually did, so he will fight with the guys. It's just a situation where it's like the Devil Nassau found a way to redeem himself. The gods let him redeem himself. The King Be- Demon, uh, King Bull Demon, he will do the same. It's going to leave his kid and wife behind for a little while. But when those two fell during the siege of Darkseid, it seems that the Devil Nezha at that point in time became the adopted father of King Fireball. So this is the situation where we have the backup. This backup here is giving you the background, which is getting all the animosity between King Fireball and the Devil Nezha and where it all started before things went bad. And I do hope that we continue on with this stuff because... We're getting more, I feel like, story out of this than we are for the entire yeah, Monkey Prince. Yeah, I, I just wonder that it, uh, people might get a little confused. And the idea of, you know, it's the son, and then he's going to turn himself into the king. You're going to get a bunch of things back and forth, which is okay. And I did say that Billy Ten usually it's Bernard Chang on the Monkey Prince. Right, so yeah, it does it, look a little different. But uh, you end up though. where, yeah, I like it. It actually makes it look more like, a, you know, a fable or something yeah. like that that could be told. And so I don't mind it at all. And I do like, you know, you end up having a couple things in here that I think would be important. The idea of Shifu Pigsy, his connection to 
would be one of the bodyguards. Being, yeah, that sort of thing. And so you have these connections <laughs> Monkey, all Monkey around. Monkey talking so much shit on him. I know, I know. Every moment he's like, he doesn't mean nothing. He doesn't mean. But that actually gives you. A, a more of a play if you're reading that monkey prince book because he is the guy who is there for marcus so you you think of him as being a nice guy and then you're like monkey king kind of comes off as a jerk with that and i i like that interplay and i do like his connection to neza and things might work out where you know he's kind of controlled now and things like that and even with pigsy there it's not really pigsy it's this little you know clone deal that he talks to and he's like i'm actually you know, capturing that gives Marcus the idea to go and try to save him and go and get connections with everybody else. So it makes sense that he's in the story. So it, it does end up working out. And like you said, you do get a good chunk of story that if you're reading The Monkey Prince, it's pretty cool. You understand everything. You get some connections. And but you know, uh, this I idea, just, too, about the demons and what it meant to be a demon in Chinese mythology, because all these people, for the most part, seems to be all about redemption and redeeming yourself, because even Shifu Pigsy was a demon at a point before he redeemed himself to become a guardian and bodyguard of this, like, Ford Buddha and stuff along those lines. Yeah, and I, I get fully the deal of, okay, you know, Nezha, he's not always been bad, and he kind of might want to be good, and let's see how that goes. I mean, he's... He's got to get his ass his sash back. Well, he's pretty weakened right now with all the power going out, but he has a faint heartbeat, they say. So he may be and should be a big part as we go forward. I actually just think that that whole deal where you made the joke where King Fireball's like, okay, Gamey, and that's it. And then Nezha just comes in, listen, you were always my son. We're going to get that sort of deal. And Damien goes, father? And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other guy. But I think that he'll come into play with that sort of thing. And I, I kind of did like that. And again, I like this whole issue. I just, I'm a little confused of what's going on. I need to have things really spelled out. But this is, again, it's an alpha issue. That's why I said uh, it drives me nuts. And with that, I think that when we were told about this Lazarus planet, everybody was all fired up, right? Oh, yeah. oh man, this is going to be great. But nobody really seemed to know exactly how this was going to play out because I kind of thought there might be Lazarus Planet 1, 2, 3, 4. We'd have a main book a couple times. It's not like that. You have a bunch of different deals going and it's, yeah, it is weird. And I think you have a lot of number ones. I think that it's going to cause some problems. Yeah, it says Lazarus Planet on the cover with all of them and mainly the deal, but it, it feels weird to go through it because we have this Lazarus Planet Alpha number one. Then it goes to Monkey Prince 10. Then we have Lazarus Planet Assault on Krypton 1, Lazarus Planet We Once Were Gods 1, Lazarus Planet Legends Reborn 1, Lazarus Planet Next Evolution 1, Monkey Prince 11, Lazarus Planet Dark Fate 1. It just keeps going. And then you have what's weird, Lazarus Planet Omega, number one. and then we keep going. Batman and Robin 5, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods 1, Wonder Woman, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods 2, and then it just goes between Wonder Woman and this Revenge of the Gods, which it becomes fully the whole second half of this is a Red story. It's so crazy because even good? looking at Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods, where it's the Wizard Shazam has teamed up with the Quintessence to regain control of their champions. Shazam and Wonder Woman must work together to defeat the gods as they risk losing their powers for good. And that's a G. Will Wilson story okay, leading so into the Clune Red be, stuff. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of things. Okay, so there will be the Clune Red stuff and the Wonder Woman and the other stuff leading in and Again, though, we're not really digging a lot of the Jewel Wilson stuff either. And if you think of, like, Lazarus Planet, We Were Once Gods, and that was that's written by uh, Francis Manipool, Dan Waters, Phil Kennedy Johnson, and Jose, uh, Josie Campbell. It's like, 
the gods are in some, uh, I'm sorry, the gods are in for some big changes as Lazarus rain beats down upon the earth. Explore the Lazarus planet's effects on DC Universe's extraordinary creatures and locations involving the Shazam. So a lot of those, it's, it's, it's anthology stuff. Yeah. Each one's going to write their little things. And uh, I'm, you know, personally, like, I hate those. Lazarus planet issues, next so. evolutions, Ram V, Brandon T. Snyder, <sighs> Chuck Brown, and Delilah S. Dawson. Oh, Chuck Brown. Delilah's, what, what's this Delilah S. Dawson? In everything. Up and cover. Yeah, up and cover. Uh, yeah. The Solo Krypton is going to be with my... Nicole Maine, C.S. Picat, Frank Barbary, and Leah Williams. Yeah, with Leah the Williams world will be chaos. doing the Power Girl stuff because yeah, she's going to be doing that in action. With the world in chaos and Lazarus raining from the skies, the Earth's protectors from Krypton are hit hard, and the heroes will never be the same again. I'm like, are you going to tell us what it means? <laughs> Nicole Maine's is Dreamer, so that'll be full Dreamer part of that, too. They're the ones who write the Dreamer stuff now, so Here's the thing. I mean, you, you now lessen my enthusiasm because Sorry. the idea of having anthology books, they don't normally tell a coherent, full-out yeah. story, right? It's just little, hey, let's see this. Last. So hopefully this is something good. I hope. I, I, I want to have something that I look forward to each and every week that me and you can get on and have our chuckles, right? Have some chuckles and enjoy it, but what would you give this overall? Overall, it's a thing where I'm not excited about Lazarus Planet. I haven't been from the get-go because I just felt like the story felt kind of overly silly, but looking at this, it's gonna, it feels like it's going to be convoluted and a little too complex for the, what they're going to want to tell with all these different things, all these different writers taking it. I just feel like a lot of things are going to be lost in the cracks of everybody doing what they need to do for Lazarus Planet, and I can't uh, tell you that I think that they fully understand what they're going to be writing about, except for some one-offs, hoping that it ties in, because we have that all the time with all these different tie-ins to big events, dating back years and years at this point in time. So this issue, though, for the Alpha, at least looks good, even though I think it would have been better with a, a more... I'm going to say mundane or just more house style, like DC artist, because that's what I'm personally into. But like, I like seeing these characters together. I want to know more just because you end on some cool cliffhangers. Batman's a goddamn bat demon thing. It's some cool stuff here. It's just, I'm not overexcited, but I never have been. I just wish this would have done more for me overall. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. I'm, I'm a seven. So I like it a little more than you. But again, when we're talking about this, the idea that Oh man, Mark Wade, he's killing it. Everybody loves World's Finest. Oh well, my god, it's Batman a weird ass fucking book, though. And and so yeah, and but my big point is, is if you're saying that, and that's what I was counting on. Oh my god, I'm glad they're going with Mark Wade's vision. Is Mark Wade going to be able to tie all the? I mean, there's like 20 writers now. As you're explaining it, you just mentioned about 12 right there, and half of them. I don't think they're very good. So yeah. I'm worried. Yeah, I I'm worried know. the idea because when we get this, just imagine like the idea of how Joshua Williamson got these crazy, you know, tie-ins, that dark Justice League, dark non what's it, the Team Justice, like that sort of thing. Or the, the worlds without a justice, like none of them made any oh, sense and work because they can't. Mark Wade's better at, but is he coordinating this or are they just like, hey, write something? And right I'm telling you, from everything that. I've seen so far, it's just, hey, write what you want with this kind of like loose based idea and hopefully it ties in. And that's what we always get with all these different things. Just things Depends. that ultimately don't, don't matter. Eric. That's it's the Wolfman. Sir Wolfman. That's why my <laughs> upcoming event's the one minute war. Yeah, that's what Jess said. That That's at like 11 tonight. She said, Constant <laughs> victory. <laughs> no fighting. <laughs> Oh, that, I'm, I'm so depressed. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, Mark Wade. And you start going. I'm like, oh, man, shit. Mark I remember. Wade. I'm like, oh, I do remember them saying there's a lot of anthologies. Oh, shit. 
Uh, there you go. And and seriously, I'm, if you're yelling about us, when was the last time we got an anthology book where every story was good? Most of the time, it's like two of eight. That's why we don't do anthology books for the most part. Yeah, because we had enough. But and they don't matter, I'm ultimately. Still, I'm still seven out of ten. Right. Oh, my goodness. Please. I'm telling you, I, I, I hope that I'm telling you, every comic has a chance to wow me. I always have an open mind. I'm not going to go into anything hating it outright, and I'm not going to go into it wanting to hate it. I hope to jump into Lazarus Planet, whatever fucking thing we have next, and loving the shit out because this is what I have in my favorite medium right now at DC Comics. I want to love it, so hopefully they come out and wow me next issue, and I get all the answers that I wanted here. Well, Eric, next issue, as I said in that thing, is Monkey Prince 10, so we like that enough. We enjoy that. It's funny, like all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden, the idea that we've been talking about every issue of Monkey Prince, and we kept saying, like, is anybody listening to that? <laughs> now it's the big book. It's Eric oh, yeah. Chase's most important book out there. So we can deal with that. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, mean, I feel so sad now. Oh, but what's next? Pick it up here. Next up, we have The Flash, number 790, written by Jeremy Adams, art by Roger Cruz, Matt Banning, Wellington Diaz, Luis Guerrero, and Rob Lee. And this is the beginning of our one-minute war, where apparently an alien race known as the Fraction have what seems like to me some of the Speed Force are using the Speed Force to go and conquer worlds before anybody can realize they've been conquered. And as we see in this, where all the Flash family are affected, or not affected, as the world freezes around it, it looks like, you know, anybody who's connected is going to be able to fight this out. So you're going to have a story going forward for all our Flash running. Anybody who's connected to the Speed Force, it seems like, are going to be the only ones who are going to fight this fraction colony that are coming down to take over Earth before mankind even knows what happened to them. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of Roger Cruz's art. It, it works out. It, it's okay. It, I'm I just, you, I think it's, some it of the characters' off. faces are a little off, and they seem scrunched up a bit too. Right? Sometimes it, I'm telling you, it threw me off at first because we usually have a different artist on the on the flash book that I really enjoy, and when we jump into this whole thing, Fernando Passeran, and we talked yeah, about Fernando, that even yeah. before we started. I love his art. But when I jumped to this, it did throw me off first with some of the character designs, some of the looks on the faces, because, you know, we, we right away get the thing that you and I have been wanting for the longest time, ever since we realized that Animal Man's daughter's hanging out with Iris, and Animal Man lives down the street. We wanted the superhero family picnic in the backyard. It's a barbecue extraordinaire. And here we get it in freaking spades where we have, you know, some Teen Titans characters. We have, like, you know, Pied Piper showed up. We have all... Uh, hey, um... I, I noticed, too, that Cliff's not here. So you think Cliff's still dead, Cliff Baker? No, oh, I, I look, Cliff, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think they brought him back. I think he's dead. But now, anyway, what, even before we, you go on, I did think that what was cool was they messed up one thing, though, because Rob Liefeld here, he should have had his button flies on. Tell you, Wally like looks just bit. like Rob Liefeld. I'm like, what's going on here? What <laughs> thing, I see it's, here? It's, it's not a deal breaker because I'm telling you. No, it's not. It's not at so, all. I got really into the style because it actually reminded me of a style that I was really into in like the 90s reading Marvel books and stuff like, like I said in the 90s. But when you have the Pied Piper, like Roy Harper, Don and Troy, the Bakers, you have, you know, Mr. Terrific and you have, uh, like, you know, Animal Man, part of the Bakers, obviously, but you have all of these characters coming together to have a nice animal free barbecue because Animal Man, he's vegan and all that. It is just a nice moment. Even when, you know, Jay and Iris run up to Maxine's and she's like, Oh, good. We can start our meeting. I'm like, Oh, you scamps are going to be getting into some trouble. I can't oh, wait they're to going to read. cause trouble. I love, too, that at least as you have, you know, Buddy, Animal Man, he's talking about, hey, those are meatless. At least you can tell that he's, you know, trying to grab onto the powers of the giraffe with that long-ass neck. So, so you, you end up, but it. it's cool. It is cool. Uh, but I do like seeing all the characters. And I'm telling you, the first thing that I looked at was, where's Cliff? 
I actually I know, really that's the first thing I did too. I was hoping that Cliff was there and that would be somebody for like Jay the universe has been rebuilt how many times? Why can't Cliff come back? I know, poor Cliff. That spider deal got him. You end up though with all this going on. I think that the art to me was just off in that barbecue a bit, and that's where you're a getting a, a lot of artists have this problem. When they're not in the costume, sometimes things get a little wonky. Once you get Max, and then especially Impulse Bart. Looks great. I mean, oh, I thought amazing. that those look really, really good. And, and even really when you have the idea, old school impulse and things like that really played that that deal up. I thought was using cool. this first issue to really set up your one minute war and get all the Flash family involved. And right away, when you're doing the stuff that I want, like right away at the barbecue, and then you give me stuff like Impulse and Wallace West Kid Flash interacting for what I believe is the first time. Like these are some really cool moments that I've been wanting to see for a long time, and for some reason haven't. It's just. It's the bitch of it. I'm like, you said it at one point, I think, at the beginning of the podcast, because we could never do shit in order, but it's always this thing where it's just, you get the thing you want, but it's too, not even too little, too in. It's just too little, and I want more now, but how are we going to get more now? I'm so scared that we're not going to get more, because I want these moments. Gets me. I know. The thing that gets me is, it's not one of those, like you're saying, you want more, but you kind of get the idea that this is just it. That, okay, we got the barbecue, that was cool, but why go back to that? I hope that at the end of this, they have a huge, but because the barbecues with the Flash family, that's a pretty consistent thing. They'd always have them going. And that was always when you'd find out, well, Wally's pissed or Bart's doing this. And so I like the idea. And I hope to that make at the, peace with everybody. Exactly. I hope that at the end, you have like a bigger one and you go because really we've been wanting Bart to interact with Wallace since the end of Flash War from Joshua Williamson when he popped up and he's like, hey, what's going on? And it's, it's cool. And when he asked, I like them yelling and screaming at each other about, you're just jealous. You're just you're jealous. Me. I thought that that was really cool. I really, fun, yeah. really like that. But yeah. Because ultimately they're both still kids. Yeah. And what's happening is there's this invasion. And as these scenes go the down, fraction. the scenes really end with the fraction freezing everything around everyone. And it just starts the story. You get all pretty much a, all the moments at that point time. Of, exactly. You know, the you, you, you run through the Flash family when the fraction comes down to this giant kind of drill esque looking like, you know, invasion device. This stops time everywhere. And you just find out all across the world where the individual Flash families are and what they're doing as they react to what, what the hell's going on. Everything's frozen. And sadly, Barry Allen, who I was hoping was fucking off doing Barry Allen things in the multiverse still. He's finally having that heart-to-heart talk, heart talk with Iris about where the future is going to be. And the worst part about this, I just had the same goddamn thing because a buddy of mine who swore he'd never get married again, he popped the question to our, like, you know, his fiance now, has been a friend of ours for a long time, they've been dating for a long time, but he swore he'd never get married again. She wanted to get married. He wanted to have kids. She didn't want to have kids. And I feel like this is a way for him to, you know, kind of like loosen the gears to maybe get some kids one day. No, but when you had this going on, um, she, he proposed. and. <laughs> For like a week after, Jess you was were getting pissed the at me. Stink eye? She wanted yeah. to talk about the future. Why aren't we doing things like this? What does the future hold mm-hmm. for us? I'm like, Will you shut the fuck up and try to read a comic book. You don't need that. You doing the comic book? <laughs> but no, but like yeah, we you- have all that stuff. It's like you get some good stuff with Barry Allen. It's just a shame for where this ended up. I don't. For some reason, I'm, I'm talking about the end of the book right now. I have no idea why. For some reason, I don't want to spoil it yet. So let's go back. I'm going to leave you all hanging if you haven't read this issue yet. You get some great flash stuff though. Starting this whole idea off where the entire Earth, and I want to say using the Speed Force. Is frozen where only our Flash family members are the ones who can still move around in this whole like time stoppage. Yeah, and even if it's just if it is the fail or they're just shutting down time, but because of the speed force, they're able to react. The Flash family exactly. is able to keep going, and you have 
like we so, said, um, you know, the kind of the deal. And you start with Max Mercury elsewhere. Before we go forward, this is one thing okay. I want to talk about. Sorry, this is the stupid side that I just I need to say it for some reason. Do you think that Roy and Diana were the only ones invited, or do you think everybody else bailed? Yeah, I think everybody bailed. I say Diana, I'm like Donna, Donna, Roy oh, and Donna. Donna. And and the weird play is is the question of like, hey, are you two dating because they are just there together and there should be more of them? And I'm saying, do you think just they're, like, they're the only what? ones who are invited, or do you think the rest of the Titans bailed on on uh, on? Wally? No, I think they bailed. I think they okay. complete completely bailed on what they they actually maybe they found out roy was there and they're like i don't need that guy because he's roy's drinking the best. He, he's drinking though right? he gets it's a, a little beer. violent right i don't know i actually looked at it for some reason i was upset that he might be and that's how you get back to Houston. and that's what happens here uh but i do like uh, you know all that going on in that little deal he's like laughing he's like eating his his deal there and whatnot but yeah, I think that they all bail. And even that, like, where's Captain Singh? Is he working? Did Hartley not invite his boyfriend over? Yeah, maybe he is working. I mean, this Are they looks still like, together? I don't know why. I, I figure that this is a weekday during the afternoon. <laughs> like, have everybody because working. Michael Holtz there is like, look, the boss told me I didn't have to come to work today because he's coming to my barbecue on yeah, Tuesday exactly. at 12. That's what I think it's like Tuesday at 12 is what it is and nobody else could get there. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. He wanted to and he invited everybody. But Wally, he doesn't have a lot of scratch, even though it does seem like Hull is hooking him up, but and and actually hooking him up with everything they're eating there. Uh, but I think that yeah, everybody's working. That's why Singh isn't there. <laughs> you know, it would have been awesome if Singh was there. That would have yeah. been really nice, you know. To I'm really telling you, get I love the barbecue, together. but I feel like it could be filled out a little bit more with a little bit deeper continuity from stuff we've had previously, just with random characters. My problem with the the barbecue is I wanted something where there were so many people there in their little groups that Wally had to go between each one. And then you actually got a little bit of a scene with each person going there. And you kind of get that in one splash page, but I, I wanted a little more. So hopefully they go back to that. Like we said, but I'm telling you, once the one minute war is over, we get right back to the barbecue and we pick up where we left yeah, off. Where Wally starved from everything they went through. And really what, a, what better way to have a cool down issue after a big event than have a barbecue. That would be cool. And, when you say about the speed force, there is a deal because they end up feeling the idea that something's wrong. Everything's staticky. We're getting that. Even Iris like, well, what is that? What did I hear? And then everything stops. And that's pretty cool. Now, I hope that everybody who is there in these little groups, I hope they stay teamed up a bit together. Mostly because I want Kid Flash and Bart to stay together. I want yeah. them to team up throughout, but you, you would figure they're all going to kind of converge on one spot and figure out what is happening. But like I said, yeah, I we, so. we get to the because, like you know, Jesse Quick's by herself. Yeah, Jesse Quick's just by herself, and there was a weird play in that where when you had her talking and then she was kind of behind that kid, I thought that she was frozen too. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, why would she be frozen? She's talking, uh, but she's trying to do her deal, and you have lions. Taking on lions, man. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty cool team up man right there. Badass here. I'm like, yeah, where does. is our Hour great. Man and Jesse Quickbook I want now? I know we're not getting them in the JSA. This could be an Hour Man Jesse Quickbook. That looks fun as hell. And I, I like, again, anybody in the costume I thought looked really cool and looked like they were back in time and things like that. So here it is. You have this deal where Max Mercury, he's going to go off. He's like, okay, I'm going to attempt to go into mystery. I'm going to I'm going to go and do Max Mercury bullshit. 
Yeah, he's like, I don't have anything to do here. Nobody deals with Look, me. I'll he doesn't seem mad. Bar, but he'll see me in the future that I'm going to, wait a minute, the Earth has no future. Because at this moment in time, everybody, as time stops around them, whether they notice people snooping it, it's all at the moment where they do notice the landing craft coming down the sky that looks like a giant lawn dart that's going to pe- penetrate Earth. Yeah, yeah. It does look like a lawn dart. They're not allowed to have those anymore. They cause too many injuries. So Look, We don't have pussies in space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's uh, right. But yeah, you end up, even when they're doing the steal, I like this idea where our man does his lion's mane. And yeah, just includes like bad or something. He's about to smash him and then everything freezes for oh lion's, God, mane. lion's mane. I mean, I, we have to get back when everything unfreezes. I need lion's mane to just go flying into something there. Like, <laughs> take out a whole crowd. At least he's not going to be bad at it. It's fine. He's good. That is, that is true. You would like that a little more. So all that's going on. And then you do have Wallace, Kid Flash, and he is stopping what looks like, uh, you know, some trafficking because when he says, sort of, yeah. I, well, it's weird because like, here's the goods. And he says, oh, I took them back. Uh, to to where they're safe, so there has to be trafficking. Look, I don't know if it's my my sweet boy mentality, but I'm like, I just took the uh, the things that you stole back to where they belong. But no, you're totally right. These these are human traffickers. Piece of <laughs> it's shit. Bad. It's their pieces of shit. But well, I that, love that the way idea you stole that from that one house. I put it back <laughs> here. Here's Wallace, who like this is him stepping up. We don't see much of him doing stuff on his own anymore either. So he's there and he's like, well, listen, he's talking the kids now. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, listen, I took your merchandise back. And as he's doing, Bart just comes and just levels all of them in a second. And it Got made me laugh. Balls. It really made me laugh. And he's like, oh, hey, when he gets done, he looks over. Oh, didn't see you here, Kid Flash. What's up? You it's saw a, me here. It's the stupidest so and worst thing ever because I'm telling you, Jeremy Adams has brought me so much joy in the series. Not everything has been like hit out of like the park home runs and stuff like that. But all of this has been like entertaining and good for the most part. But things like this, I'm afraid we won't get going forward if he's not on the book where we've had like something that I've loved where Wallace and Wally are teaming up as Flash and Kid Flash. Never thought I'd get that. It's fun as hell. I need more of that. But now all I want is Wallace and Impulse to team up and just do Kid like Kid Flash and former Kid Flash stuff because these are fun characters that hang out together who are opposed to each other because I think every each one of them is jealous of the other. Yeah, I ended up where I'm going to have a video. Uh, it's kind of you know, part of this. I ended up, I'm going to have a video about why I think manga is a good solution to some things that are, you know, complaints for Western comic readers. And that's one of them. Well, that's one (laughs) of them though. The idea that you do have that constant change of creative teams. And when you do change, everything changes there, you know, you'll take the important things or the big things, but little things like that just kind of gets pushed aside because the new person comes in. They want to tell their own story, the thing, other characters and I stuff. I have no it. idea that Jeremy Adams would want to continue a story with Wallace and, you know, Bart because just because they're here. But because I see it here, I want more. But And if I think he's off the book, I just don't think we'll ever get to see it again, even if it's not even on his radar to do it. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we, and everybody in the in the Slack and the Get Fresh crew, we have these issues of Jeremy Adams mm-hmm. not getting a lot of props. So yeah. everybody's upset. All it has to do or take where it'd be a shame if he's off of the Flash book, but then they go, oh, by the way, he's on a Teen Titans book or he's going to have this new deal. And then all of a sudden you have this. And then we find out, wait a minute, Eric, he was setting that shit up, you know, here where we get these things. Would be kind of talk cool. to us then. Yeah, it would be quite. Cool. I wish that I could tell you that that's something he told me, but he did not. But that would be a kind of a cool deal. Uh, but I love them together. It's a neat play. We've wanted it all along. It's something that they both get to interact in a way that we haven't seen, and I want more of it. So I hope they stay together because everything freezes then. 
And so they end up, hey, what's that? What the heck is that up in the sky? As you see this topsy-turvy thing coming out. Is it a plane? A long jart coming in from no, space. No, it's a fraction. You do end up then where you go to Jay Garrick who's a drunk. There you go. Eric. And that's yeah, the worst part. It's the middle of the day. Like we said, it's a Tuesday afternoon for all <laughs> we know. And all of a sudden, Jay Garrick's in a bar drinking. drinking. <laughs> and it's not even that. It's another Jay. It's not like he stopped by and he's like one drink. Well, might like, as well. Another one. I mean, seriously, you don't speed force and, and drink, I think. But he ends up where also. They have a fast metabolism. It takes more than one Jay. I'm looking at this place, too, and I'm like, okay, it's a bar, right? Looks like the guy has maybe corn muffins or cornbread on the one side. I swear to God, Jay is eating bacon, so it might be breakfast. And then well, what look is at the that other like, one. I think it's a cheese layer wheel. Cake? <laughs> what is that? What is this bar? It's so you know weird. This, this bar, bar seems amazing is what it is. It does seem. I mean, a bar with like either I said a layer cake or a cheese wheel. You got some corn and you Central got City's mustard great. there for that other stuff. Holy crap, this is cool. Also, I want to point out. Nobody else seems to be in the bar when we're looking at him right there. I think when it freezes, we see other people. Maybe yeah, they're sitting. There yeah, eating. we do. It's funny because while we were going, I really want to say that it's like because it's eleven in the morning, nobody is there. Jay opens and closes this here joint, but he's there. He wants more. Really, Jay he's looks pissed off that he's been the- lately. Yeah, what's well, it? Yeah. Also, he looks pissed then when he can't get that last drink. I he's mad. I mean, this is where he's going to be like, I got to stop these aliens. You know, I'm going to start getting the shakes. But yeah, he looks well, you out. You see that, but he now he doesn't even have to pay. That is true. Gets- I can't well, say it because the liquid stopped. Now, would would you think less of him if he looks out, he sees the jart coming down, and then they pan back and he's licking the frozen alcohol like he could get it out of the air there? He's licking there. Would you think less yeah, of Yeah, because I think less of myself when I look in a mirror all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then, yeah, it's funny, too, because he does look younger. But then you go to Barry, who look I don't even know that Barry, but it's okay. When it's you fine. get that, I thought, oh, my God, he did. Oh, it's Barry. And, yeah, this is, like you said earlier, the thing that comes up in a lot of people's you know lives, the idea of. And I like that it's kind of a wink-wink, too. And especially coming after Dark Crisis. Yeah, and hey, we need to figure this out and whatnot. And I remember how you ended up having Iris playing it real cool. Like before, oh, you know, but, but no, no, she's not playing it. Well, that's the thing. Linda started t- yapping in her ear, gave her some ideas, and now she's pressing the issue. That's all I want. When she says this, I'm like, oh, she's talking to Linda again. Holy crap. And and again, this is something that almost every run that includes a bed, and this is more of a Wally book, but. Anything with Barry is always going to get back to this, and they never ever end up having well, as it, it pay should off because then something you get a because, new creative team or well, you get a new is, reboot. Or not only that, because it's just even the Barry stuff alone is just so fucked up ever since Flashpoint happened into the new Fifty Two with like because we have so much of the old continuity back. Everything matters. One of those situations, but like Aquaman, Barry seems to be stuck in this last ten years, and that's it for everything. They, his entire Flash run, what they did, even the idea of the crisis doesn't even feel like it's this Barry anymore for everything that happened. Because even the return with like Flash rebirth and stuff for where Barry and Iris are right now, this just seems like this is too Barry, and we're moving on from that relationship where they finally got together in rebirth and they had an on again, off again situation. Where it's like, let's talk about kids. I'm like. I don't even know where the tornado twins fit anymore. Is it just hyper time uh, now? Me and you, me and you were just talking about that the other day when I ended up saying something about the tornado twins, and you're like, "Well, we don't know this." I mean, it's true, and that's the weird play of it. You kind of know that this will happen, 
I mean, whether or not, you know, we're here now on the reboot, whatever, but eventually they will get married, have kids, but you want to see it. You you want to get right. to that. That's And I like that. Barry is my Flash, mainly because he was the Flash at the New 52 yeah. when I started. And you're right. Like, even since then, it feels like he's progressed like nothing. He's he, running in nothing, place. Yeah, he is. He's a speedster who's running it. in place. He's I did it, guys. <laughs> He's running to stand still, Eric, is what is happening. Running that twice. is a choose song. Uh, but yes, you did it better. I'll give you that. But yeah, so I like this conversation. But again, this is where I'm starting. Not now even got, the conversation. See, you're worrying because, me now again. Because not now even I'm the conversation, thinking it's not going to happen. Because, because of Jeremy Adams. Because not even the idea of let's talk about well, the future. What and what that's because Iris, Iris is pushing the issue because she's not going to wait for Barry because his ass is standing still. She has the ring right there. She wants to make this shit official right here at fucking noontime on a Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. She's going to do it. Uh, but yeah, you end up where you want that, but then you got to throw something in. And it, it, I the thought it was going to be. The cliffhanger I have seen in a long time, honestly. I thought Patty Spivett was going to show up and say, what about me? What's going on here? People oh, where is yeah. Patty? Did she move Metropolis? I forget. <laughs> who, who knows? I forget. Patty. Oh, Patty, hot and heavy. Uh, again, something that pe- they throw people nuts, that Patty stuff. But uh, Not as yeah, much as Superman and Wonder Woman. She wants you. She wants to, you know, get this deal. And then, yeah, she ends up getting, you know, almost destroyed in the way that I'm like, is this kind of like an Alan Scott thing with the ring is now going to be like, the, uh, she's dead. He's going to use that ring to funnel the spear. <laughs> no, no, the thing is right <laughs> yeah, now, because... When we have this long dart like invasion party coming down, it hits the earth and then it opens up with all these things. It shakes the like the ground, it shakes all the cities around it, destroys all of this shit for how large this you know this uh, vessel is that the fraction has in this colony coming down to take over Earth. Barry, like where they're eating, it's completely destroyed. He has to quickly dig Iris out of the rubble right there. She looks dead, but is it a situation where she looks dead because of what's going on now? Because time froze before this happened. So is it just she's going to be okay because time froze before this, even though? Even with time freezing, you can still have wreckage for some reason. You I don't understand have to, how it works. And but. you could move her around, and, but uh, he's going to have to do something but right into with the, the speed force. At this point in time, we get done this, everything snaps back into place. We get her ass to a hospital, like, you know, quick, quick as you can as the Flash, and we save her life instantaneously because her body hasn't been affected by this all this rubble yet because time freezing. But it's a great fucking cliffhanger. Linda starts having, she's going to give birth. They end up going there. The speed force transfers over to Iris in the hospital. And then we get that cool ass costume again from the new was a great one. She's got the powers. But uh, yeah, I, again, though, it's uh, it's crazy. But I do think that you actually have uh, cracked the code. I think that she ended up freezing before. And there's Barry, because I was even going to say Barry is reacting as if she's dead. Yeah. And Barry's seen some dead people, not even just as a superhero, but as his job, forensic science, like. He might know what's going on, but I think that maybe she's just frozen Again. and he's not really sure at and that point. And even the idea so. where we go off and do a one-minute war against the Fraction, where all of the Earth is standing still as the Flash family comes together to fight this threat on their own in the back of his mind the entire time. As soon as it's over, yeah, he's going to this. get back yeah. immediately to save Iris's life. I'm like, I can't wait for that because even the concept – I was actually wary about it when I heard about the one minute war doing flash speed force stuff. Cause it kind of, whenever you bring up the speed force, it, it tends to get it's wonky, wonky because you can do whatever you want. It's, it's but always the thing that. Is, yeah. 
unlike Lazarus Planet, this has me captivated with all the things <laughs> that we have right now, where we have to go with all the ideas that all these characters have going on at this moment in time. Not to mention Jake Garrick with the idea, who knows what's going on with the idea of his daughter with the lost children and the like the Stargirl stuff right now. Is that weighing on his mind as well? There's all these things with all these characters that are presently going on. I want to see them all doing stuff, and I can't wait to get back to this, even with a weird alien race that wants to invade the Earth for the millionth time with Speed Force-esque looking powers and technology. I'm like, you done did it. I care about this book way more than Lazarus Planet. I, I'm looking at the deal, and then I'm thinking, like, there's what a, a, another little twist would have been if there wasn't the wreckage and all this is happening. And you end up having Iris is like, what the hell just happened? And then we, oh my God, she still has residual speed force in her. Eric, and do you want some? So then I got sexy. Uh, yeah. What I was laughing at though when you were talking, because I was paging through just to make sure I see what's going on. Because like Mister Terrific and Buddy, they're all frozen. They, yeah. they don't have. So I'm looking at the positions they were in. I was hoping that would be like really crazy positions. Uh, and even Maxine, she's there. She'll be frozen. Like it's kind of cool. To see how they're situated, and they'll still be there as the heroes. So when everything is done, they legitimately still are at the barbecue. So I think you get back now. Do you go back after this and just pretend nothing happened? Yes. Like all of a sudden you get in the places, people. All of a sudden you'll just have the rest of the Flash family at this barbecue. Everybody's all bewildered and they're all starving right yeah, now you, eating like, all the yeah. food. Do you think they'll be like all of a sudden like when did they get here? Holy! Sh-. But the the funny thing is. That's the fun. Say that, and it would make sense because they're all Steve. They could just show up out of nowhere. That'd be pretty cool. I want to see that at the end. I think we will. I think the last scene will be them having the picnic. Is when the like that machine is just like destroying everything around it, and like there's all this yeah, rubble, cities like are breaking stuff like that. And Wally is running for the kids right now because there's all this rubble coming for them. But at that one moment, like. It almost just feels like I just don't know if Wally's running super fast because obviously the fastest man alive, but the kids seem like they're frozen at that point in time. And I'm wondering this entire, I don't expect them to be, but like, what's Linda doing at this point in time with her connection to the Speed Force through her pregnancy? That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll get Speed Force Baby come out. And what happened if all of a sudden they're there? Because we really don't know exactly what, you know, the Empress is waiting. They say the colony is that. Maybe they're after the Speed Force baby. They end up, they're going to get that, right? I don't know. No. I, I like that outfit, though. I like their but outfit. I also, I also just really like the idea of Barry and Iris doing stuff because it feels so long since we've done anything with Barry. And not even just Barry and Iris, but Barry in general. Because, you know, he's just been yeah. off doing He's always you know, been off doing Christmas Christmas stuff. stuff. Exactly. And, and stuff, we yeah. haven't folk like, I want this book to be Wally-focused, the West family-focused, because that's the Flash I care about. But I also care about Barry. I want to see what his ass up to, and I like seeing him here, even if it's through the worst possible situation ever with Iris looking like she died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And I, I think that they kind of go on that deal, which is kind of cool in my mind. I don't give a shit about Max Mercury. <laughs> well, Wally fans <laughs> would kind of be like, oh, we don't really need, you know, Barry in here. Oh, my goodness. But uh, you end up where you have something where everybody would care about that with Iris. Also, I was looking because there was there was something this whole time I was thinking. And those aliens, I swear to God, they look like those outfits that they ended up having in something that came up in the Slack today in Justice League Odyssey with those no, big circles well, in the middle. The alien, like, oh, look at those. You have the fraction here, but they all look like different alien races. I swear the one was a Tamaranian, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And they're the fraction. Right, there you go. They they have the do they have yeah, the, what was we it, don't the, know enough the about fractal them things or whatever in that stupid legion of superheroes? What are those things called? The uh, 
the little placards that came up Again, that were named I, after I, I just know Matt Fraction. Just, exactly. That's all I could think about when they called themselves yeah. the Fraction. Well, I hear Fraction. That's I'm like, here he goes again. What are we going to get? Jimmy Part 2? That ended up winning. <laughs> Holy crap, Eric. What's the world coming to? But I did like Every this. book that we drop gets an Eisner. That's really one of the main things. When they have the the whole deal, all the, hey, which did the books did Eric and Jim start? Okay, let's put that up to just piss them off. You know, because I'm selfish. Like I think everything runs site. through us. Yeah, that some gambling thing we site, you, could, you tell it, you just go off this. Like, which one do they drop? Go over there. Well, there put again, you could, you could also then say in a, in a weird way to diss us. It's because, like, because you don't like the great Tom King. Because he gets a lot. Maybe the human target will win something. I don't know. We dropped it there. I'm sure it will. Yeah, probably. Probably. Angel Street's going to win all the fucking awards. Oh, it's all of them. It can't sell an issue, but seriously. That that human target isn't selling very well either, but I heard some things today. I was getting upset about them. <laughs> I, I, I end up with poor Rocky. He enjoys Tom King now, and I just, I just yell at him. Again, you're, you're telling me <laughs> offline how you were all upset about this jerk you're in a fight with. And I think well, it was, it was not Rocky. Like, no, no, it wasn't Rocky. No, I'm saying that no. the idea was Tom King base. And I said, the jerk. Did, well, that's the thing. Did you just go to that guy's thing and he was saying he liked Tom King and he started a fight? No, no. Uh, he ended up tweeting something that I didn't even know what he was doing, but I ended up doing the back issue podcast with Mark, Mark no. Jager. And I ended up in that issue. It was the one where you get the uh, uh, Superman without the powers. So he has that suit that we have with the boy Thunder on it. So, you know, you have that. And he calls himself the Nova. Well, in it, Batman ends up knocking out Superman. When he takes the mask off and realizes it's Superman, he goes, great guns. It's Superman. And I made a jokey tweet with that picture. I said, Batman is against guns except for, you know, surprise excellence, some sort of deal. Like, it was weird to me that. That Batman would say great no, I guns. Agree. It's a weird right? thing to say. So, so I put Where's that on there. his arms? And then, they, actually, I made that joke. <laughs> so, yeah, and up, though, then this guy, he quote tweets it and, and to like three other people and go, look at this. I told you. And I'm like, what? What What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, almost like they were saying, like, I was copying off him. I didn't get what he was saying. So I went to his thing and then I saw the guy, this tweet he had for the Bat Burger. And he's like, there's nothing better than this. And then I put the Odenberg and put except that it was stolen. And then the guy started arguing with me about Tom King's stuff. And I wasn't really arguing. I just said, hey, you know, that's the deal. And then the guy yeah, told really me to pound like sand. So I wanted to pound his face. And then he's saying shit on us. Yeah, that was the thing. When he starts saying shit about Eric Shea, then yeah, I get mad. Usually I'm like, okay, I get mad. But when they say something about the show or you, then I get mad. <laughs> Yeah, really, that's the deal. So yeah, I get a little upset then. then I, also, I also don't like when people, just because they're avatar, I've said this before, we have a podcast about DC Comics. That doesn't mean that we're the be-all, end-all, and you better shut up when I talk, right? That's not, not how it right is. Now. Wait till you Personally, in my head, no, I get, no, I get angry, it's a, but it's not that. I don't sit there and say we're an authority. Uh, just because, because we uh, people yeah. think that they have a Batman avatar, <laughs> and that means that they are the end all be all of Batman. That's right. not the case. So this guy was pretty much just telling me that I should shut my mouth because he has a Batman podcast. I'm all oh, really. Let's see about that, right? So I ended up and I took down his podcast. <laughs> I just up, somehow, but no, I'm like okay. And then he's like, listen, this is for an appreciation thread. 
you can go back to your time. I'm like, oh, can I? Thank you so much for allowing me to go back to my feet. Thank you, sir. I just got mad there. I was already in a bad mood. Shit has gone wrong at this house this week in a mega way. And even while we were recording, I ended up getting a note. You can even hear here. Oh, uh, shit. Just that? a second. You hear that? Just in, uh, got, a, got a note from Tony that makes it even worse. So <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> so pretty much my life is a shambles right now. Sure. But hey, here we are. And yeah, you're even there to say this is not, you know, my normal, like, making up. It's just gone wrong. So nah, real we'll wrong. have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, really. So it's it's not a surprise, but it's no. still wrong. I'm honestly shocked it took this long. That's true. That's true. I, I, I should just tell everybody I'm pregnant. But yeah, we have all this going down. And again, then I this is part of my whole mindset now that we talked about this a little. Uh, when I went in to read these comics, hearing that the Lazarus Planet was so great, I really thought, okay, this is why I read comics. It'll take my mind off of shit. We'll get going. And then I just, I actually, I'm glad when we came on, me and you talked a little bit before, because a lot of times we don't. And I kind of got what you thought, because I thought maybe I was in like this dark place and it was just me. <laughs> like I was like, I'm um, just not loving anything or having fun with it because of that. But I, I am having fun with the flesh. I think that this well, was the really thing, good. I read Lazarus Planet. I'm like, ah, but then I read the flash. I'm like, no, it's not me because this is a good ass book. And yeah, I'm this is in a funny it. play. It's like the opposite of what everybody seemed to be saying in the in the slack that they were like. I, I read Flash first, and it's okay. But, man, that Lazarus Planet was awesome. We just had so the opposite It's so funny because deal. it's not even like preconceived notions because, like Lazarus Planet, when I just I think I said it previous, but when I saw the one-minute war, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Just because of the gimmick aspect of it, like, it's all going to take place in a minute. Speed Force nonsense. I'm not about that. But this first issue, you got me hooked. I can't wait to read the first the next issue. I said about the things with, like, I knew – what they claimed the Lazarus planet was going to be about, you know, and we laughed about it. You're going to have these storms. You're going to have this. And maybe we found out too much too soon. And, and it kind of skewed, like I wanted to see more of that of walk a day, Joe's and Jane's there. But I didn't hear like DC is terrible at pushing this flashbook. This flashbook that people like to get fresh crew and other YouTube that like it's getting so much good word of mouth and DC is not realizing that they might have lightning in the bottle here and start pushing it in a way that more people would read it because that DC, whether it's this regime or not, they fucked up Wally so bad that so people bad. won't even get involved in a book that redeems him and gives everybody. I said it on the thinking critical YouTube deal. This is a rebirth book. That just happened later for Wally. It, it feels like this is what this rebirth Wally West number one. It should have been this. It should have been then. And now we get it. And people are, are so, so just turned off by DC and all their other nonsense. that They're not giving this book a chance. In in the lesser thing, I, I think that Action Comics has that problem, too. But Action Comics, you know, we're not loving it like this. This book is like, but now we're excited about it. Like, I want to. It's such a weird play. You have Dark Crisis End. You have this coming up. I'm sure that people are sitting there like, oh, what, another event? But it's just in this book. It's it's not like that. So I think that that – but, you know, we're worried about already. You said it. I started talking that Jeremy Adams isn't going to be around long enough, and we're not going to get payoff to some things, and that sucks. I, I want this to be like Joshua Williamson. He got 100 issues. Jeremy Adams should get 300. If that's the case, because that thing was falling apart all over the place. <laughs> People still love that Joshua Williamson. Right. And man, 
we that was another like how many books do we have that I sit there and like man that was a book that people used to yell at us about it's like every book but it, it is the idea when you're honest about each issue you, you get yelled at from every direction because you don't like that one issue oh you hate them. everybody has like a fan Lan- I mean Lanzer's everybody's a fan planet. of something. Everybody has a fan. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I'm pretty hot in here. I need somebody to me down. <laughs> See, people learn the English language as it should be spoken. We're not the Queen's English here. We're uh, not, no. No, no, we are not. Though, uh, I think that there's some weird podcasts. Right, there's babe. a manga podcast I told you that, yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> and also the People's Princess Diana, R.I.P. Uh, I ended up uh, telling you that our, our, no, our, well, now she's kind of back in the news a lot with Harry. So it's crazy. Who knows? All right. But you end up, uh, our one manga podcast, our podcast for Spy Family is like 80% of listeners are from Japan. I don't know that they need to learn English or me and Luke. They probably know better English than us. So right. that's good. Luke, though, he just oozing us is what he does. So they're good there. I could just imagine a bunch of Japanese guys walking around going, ooh, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> out of the country. <laughs> Luke has some weird little grunts and groans, which I love that Stork has made a full soundboard for them. That's amazing. The full soundboard. That's pretty good. Uh, that guy's drunk, and I don't mean Luke. I meant Stork. There's a little shout out. I know Stork will get a well, kick out of that. One. Yeah, Stork. I, I laugh too, just as an aside, because I know Stork is listening. I end up where me and him recorded a Chainsaw Man back to the manga deal, and we recorded that. And I get done. Start watching that, and and I saw oh, it's it's you'll like it. You will. I mean, it's really good. And you're you're I hear talking about things. Yeah, it's and I know you won't read the manga, so just the idea. I think that you would really really enjoy it. Uh, it's well done. Then then you and Jess really should watch Spy Family. I think you would really like that as well. It's a real cool setup, but. I got done recording with Stork, so I'm like, okay, Stork, I'll see you later. And then I got, and Tanya goes, who are you recording with? And I said, oh, it's Stork. And she goes, uh, what's his real name? And I'm like, fuck if huh. I know. And then I said, I've only been podcasting and talking to him for a couple of years. Like, how am I going to figure that out? I barely know your name, honey. And in the same deal, then she goes, oh, well, what? And I explained, well, Luke couldn't do it. He said, oh, where does he work? I'm like, what do you think? I don't know that. I didn't even talk Stork What's his mother's name? Stork asked me, I think, while we were recording, oh, what's Luke's job? Or it might have been after or before. And I'm like, I don't know I know. At this point in time, <laughs> I think she's just trying to get their personal information. Yeah, really. Maybe she is. Uh, we could use that. <laughs> you, you can't have more things go wrong. Why not? So all that going on, just you know, there's a little tip. Keep your personal information away from anyone. But there you go. We'll end up with that. I should call her in, but she's so upset. She'd probably come on crying. I'm, I guarantee you. And then I'd be really upset. But, Jim, one important thing, though. What is your score for the Flash My score is a – I know that you're going to go – I think you're going to go 8 out of 10. And I, I think I like it a little more than you. So no. I'm going to go – I'm going to go 8.5 for this one. What do you give it? I'm going to 8.5 out of 10. I really oh, enjoy this you? issue. And can't oh, wait my next. goodness. I'm 9, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm an 8.5. And it's one of those where it, I and think I it's going to get until better. I started talking about it. Then I wanted to 8.5. Yeah, 5. I got all excited, actually. I thank you and Jeremy Adams for getting my mind off of nonsense. So that is pretty cool. Also, just I also have to do a bunch of Marvel stuff, and I'm dealing with that dark web nonsense. Yeah, and that's bad. Oh, my 
God, that's why I got there. Uh, that's the thing. Is I'm reading DC Comics and stuff I don't like, but it could always be worse. It could be Marvel. Yeah, Marvel has some good, but Marvel, it's weird. I was talking to somebody about it. DC has like some real top tier books, and then they have some real shit, and then Marvel shoves everything in between. <laughs> it seems like how it is now. And I'm like, all right, I get a full range of nonsense. Just take Clonrad over to the Marvel, and then they'll have the shit books too. Also, Eric, Love Bomb is not, it's mentioned in the Wonder uh, Woman issue as the cliffhanger. Big. Next, the love bomb. Okay, the so song is already in the process. Nice. <laughs> it's already in the process. The one night I now, uh, granted, the first time I went through a, a trial run, which I usually do, like a trial love run where bomb. I do, I actually sing the actual song to a uh-huh. karaoke deal, so I know. Well, that's fun. Why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, and I know how the the pacing goes, but also yeah. if I could do it, it was at three thirty in the morning, and I got yelled at asshole because now I'm up in the. If I was in the basement still. It'd be fine. I could have done that till the cows come home there. But I'm up here not even realizing. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, that's not a song you sing lightly either. No. It's really loud. You have to belt it out. And yeah, I got yelled at, but I think I can do it. I ended up, I have the lyrics ready. I just, I need Didn't to get, you get my everything voice in, in the basement shape. fixed, though. Yeah, but it's the idea of, remember, I got it fixed. And then I went back down with the one computer, and because there's still all that nonsense down there, the computer broke, and I don't want to chance that again, especially now. So oh, no, eventually I I, I'll go I, I just, down. I was just wondering, like, like, what's the grace period for that? I went down, and I had to, like, vacuum shit off the roof and stuff. And I was doing that, which might have kicked some shit up and got in, but the, the soot. Did you get, like, a, a stool with wheels? How'd you get around with that? No, it's, it's, a, it's a low <laughs> ceiling. It actually is. You probably wouldn't be able to stand up. No, down I probably wouldn't. That was You're not a stand-up guy anyway. No. But you end up where... I'm uh, a sit-down yeah, guy some, through and through. It seemed, it seemed like some soot got in the computer, and again, it shut it down. Uh, though I was so worried about the soot that every time I would use the computer, I'd get the spray... Like when I wasn't using that to huff, I'd end up getting the spray can, but it kept going to liquid. You know, like when you use that, oh, yeah. it, it shoots liquid. First off, I thought that Can't I froze that. my finger. I also shot the liquid at in the computer. I think that might have fucked <laughs> I couldn't tell. But I ended up Always use a paper I, bag, Jim. Every time I'm, I was recording, when I was done, I would make sure I turn – like, I would leave the computers on and go to sleep or whatnot, and so I'd keep, you know, stuff in my audacity that I didn't finish. But I have now turned off the computer every night. But at that point, the one time I didn't, I actually – I was doing something. I wanted to take a shower and then come back. When I came back, the computer was dead. So I'm worried to go down there. I will eventually again. Or I was telling Tanya that I need, like, a, a spare computer to do my singing, and then I take it down there. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> a singing computer I have, uh, but I don't have that yet. No. <laughs> the way things are going, I ain't ever going to have it. There, no. but, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> it's good times. Oh, my God. It's it's funny to laugh about it, Eric, because if yeah. you're not, you're crying about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, just as another thing, I'll be leaving tomorrow morning to go get my license renewed. Nice. Yeah, imagine that. I'm going to get my license. I, I, I don't it's think I've done that in 15 years. It's a little expired. It's 2019, so I don't yeah, feel as bad because of you. We had but, a pandemic. Well, I yeah, that's what I told the lady at the bank when I tried, you know, to check out things with my bank account, and they wouldn't let me because I had an expired license. I said it's still a valid ID. Look at lady. Yeah, I know I had some me about that too. I, I know I had some, you know, rough times these couple of years, but you can tell it's me. 
Seriously. And then they were being jerks about it. And I went and the, the door at the TD Bank, it's like all glass. Oh, yeah. But I was so angry that I went and I didn't like slam it like a jerk, but I did like forcefully close it. I thought I shattered it. It, it ended up hitting really hard. And then I felt bad because I was just, I kind of was yelling. And so <laughs> I looked back and I was going to wave like, hey, sorry about that. They were all shaking their head at me. I, I almost gave you a finger and then I left. I was so pissed. Uh, also, big man over here. Uh, oh, you should have heard me on the phone with this lady named Jasmine. She got an earful, Eric. I was so Poor angry. Jasmine. Poor Jasmine was trying to do the script thing. And I'm like, I don't need you to go through it. No, I mean, she I'm does. Like, well, she said, I need to go through the script. I said, that you call it a script is, is pissing me off. Just stop. And then she kept calling me, sir. Told her to stop it. And then I then I, then I was just being a jerk. And I, what was that, ma'am? I kept saying that. I was I was an ass. But I was pissed, Eric. I was pissed. So there you go. People getting a little more of an idea. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. I really did like this. I hope that we have some cool books this week, though. I think we might, Eric. We get a little Batman Incorporated. And I ended up putting a hot take. <laughs> You'll love this hot take. My hot take about Batman Incorporated is I think it's becoming too much of a Batman Incorporated book. <laughs> the funny thing is I put that in the slag and then forgot I did. And then Simon was throwing shade at me. You know, punchline was all that. I love punchline. What I meant was I, I think that they're doing too much in that book to make Ghostmaker too much like Batman to go with his rules to run the but the thing that's interesting about Ghostmaker is he's not Batman, and I'm worried about that, Eric. But we have that book. We have Batman and Joker, the Deadly Duo, number three. I thought you were going to want to do that on our spotlight tonight, it but did, you did it, not. It, Thank it God didn't we did. Yeah, I think it was like four to four. I no, think they were tied at some point. Well, then that must have been after thing. the fact. Oh, on mine it was just four to four, and then no. I said, "Which one do you want to do?" Well, and like then the one you ended up saying that. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, we also have, uh, well, we did Flash, right? We have I Am Batman. Number 17, I believe, might be the penultimate issue of that. For some reason, I do feel that goes to 18, but I also feel like deep in my bones. No, my I thought bones, it might have. I thought it ended in February. I think it ends, yeah. So then we get Wonder Woman 795. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just. Love bomb. I feel bad about that because we did stop. I'm, I'm doing more videos, and we stopped doing a lot of our written reviews. Gabe's doing them. And he actually did Wonder Woman, but I, the scores have gotten so much higher now that I'm not involved there. I look at that aggregate score. I'm like, oh, Thank Jimmy you, can't come into town and, you know, make things right because of that. But who knows? Maybe it's look at the podcast. Gabe gave this a six out of ten. We'll see. Nice. We shall see. He says that Wonder Woman steps it up during the action. Hopefully. But she feels I like that. He says, but Wonder Woman is treated like a sidekick in her own t- title. What is new? Right? You know what I'm saying, Eric. What is new? It's going to be more sexy uh, than we'll Cheetah. See. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. We'll see how it is. I, I could barely remember what happened last issue. I know that we didn't like it, but those are the books. We have, what, four books? Is it on the regular podcast? Yes. That's, yeah, a lot of these weeks not having much. Also, just to give the shout out to the end of the month, everybody here. Would be involved probably anyway, but it's an annuals month. Who knew? I had no, I had no idea. We would have been talking about that. So we'll have a Patreon only episode with those last uh, week of books, and it includes, I think, a big Lazarus Planet deal. Lazarus Planet. Uh, yeah, I think it's the we Omega. We also have the one minute war special, don't we? Yeah, we have that special, and then we have some other weird things that I have no idea what they are. So we'll have to 
you know, figure that out when we get there. Some weird maybe anthologies or something that came out of nowhere, but some decent stuff, some big stuff. So we'll be doing that. Obviously, no limitations. I we'll see. That is it. That is it. I'm gonna go and see what's going on. Yeah, really. I we always you know lay back on the regular show. But what do we say at the end of the spotlight? Turn that spotlight off. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.